Hey, what's up? This is Scott Ian from Anthrax, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hi, this is Lita Ford. You're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hey, this is Paul Stanley, and you are listening to Iron City Rocks. Hey, everyone, this is Michael Wilson from Queensryche, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Welcome to episode 249 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I'm your host, John, coming to you from the Iron City of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, bringing you the best rock, hard rock, heavy metal, and blues talk on the net. Episode 249, we have two guests joining us. We have from Red Zone Rider and Ace Fraley's band, we have Scott Coogan uh, returning to the show. He was on uh, a few years ago when he was with a lynch mob, so it was great to get a chance to catch up with a Coogie monster. Also, we have joining us from Queensryche, Michael Wilton. Michael is on to talk about a new record with his band Soulbender, Soulbender 2, which was released on September 30th. Uh, For those who might have the first record, this one has four new songs and the entire first album remastered, so you're getting a lot of great stuff uh, from Soulbender. So we're going to talk to Michael about uh, you know how the band took shape, the new record, what are the plans for the the band, and I'm sure we'll delve into just a little bit of Queensryche, because we love our Reich here on uh, the Iron City Rocks podcast. So let's play a track from Soulbender 2. That's available at Rat Pack America Records. That's R-A-T-P-A-K Records America. Uh, as always with Rat Pack Records, I can't stress this enough. They always have great bundles. So if you want to get a signed copy of the CD or uh, you know get some pics or a T-shirt or something, uh, it's a great place to go to get the record. I'm sure you can get it on Amazon and iTunes. Amatunes, that's a great new website. <laughs> uh, just kind of merge those two bastards into one thing. Uh, but if you head over to Rat Pack America and get physical product, you can also get some really cool stuff with it. So I invite you to check that out as well. So without further ado, here's some Soulbender and Michael Wilk. gentlemen with me on the line i have from Queensright guitarist michael wilton how you doing today michael i'm doing great i'm calling from sunny seattle which you don't hear very much but uh <laughs> thank you very much for having me oh thanks for joining us uh we're here in uh, pittsburgh it's actually raining here so it's uh, kind of ironic um i want to talk to you a little bit about uh, a couple projects you have going on right now um you know uh you uh recently uh 
we record, recorded some new songs with uh, one of your side projects called uh, Soulbender, uh, which uh, is going to be releasing a new album coming uh, coming this uh, this month on uh, Rat Pack Records. Um, can you talk a little bit about how this band came to be? I know the band actually formed like ten years ago. So can you talk a little bit about this uh, this band? Sure. Basically, Soulbender is a, a side project that I started back in 2004, and we put out a uh, independently released CD um, with no marketing or promotion other mm-hmm. than the internet. And basically, we we just had some fun. Uh, like some guys, some friends of mine, uh, Nick Pollock uh, from Seattle, and then uh, some friends from Vancouver, Canada, which is just right above us, and uh, we put it together this CD and toured a little bit on it uh, in between what I was doing with Queensryche at the time. And then, uh, you know, kind of everybody went uh, their own ways for a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, here we are, fast forward 10 years later, and uh, Rat Pack Records are needling me in the side. Hey, we'd love to re-release and remaster your, your Soulbender CD. And, uh, and we worked up the idea of uh, doing uh, two releases, a CD, and then an EP, four-song EP with some new songs. Okay. And then, then it was just uh, decided that we would remaster the whole thing and put the four songs on it. And, uh, you know, the, the, the CD uh, medium can hold uh, the amount of uh, information that we're putting on it. So we just decided to do, do that, and we will get... Uh, the original CD remastered, and then you'll get uh, four new songs, uh, which will uh, be on there as well. And um, if you go to ratpackrecords.com, there are all kinds of uh, bundles, purchase options, ways that you can uh, acquire this uh, Soul Bender CD. So, you know, in that aspect, it's just, uh, opportunity and it's good timing and uh, I know we've, we've had a lot of people wanting to hear more music so we're just putting out this uh, these new four songs and you know hope you like it well yeah I, I had a chance to uh, hear a couple of the songs I know uh, Turn Anger Up has actually been uh, kind of released as kind of like a single or whatnot um, and you know the songs are how in your words like you know the music's a little bit different than what you would find in like Queen's Rake and, and some other stuff is this uh, you know when you started this band was this something you wanted to do to try experimenting with new things or or what was your initial thought when you decided to form this side project yeah I mean as a guitarist and a musician you know I'm always exploring uh, different avenues um, you know to express my creativity and Soulbender was, uh, you know, a combination of, of, you know, the personalities of some, some different individuals. And right. We had kind of the, uh, the liking, you know, to the more of the um, dark, brooding Seattle weather and Vancouver, Canada weather. And uh, so the music kind of fit more in that uh, arena of, uh, you know, styles of music. So it was... Uh, you know, just a bit more dark and a bit more dreary. And, uh, I, you know, I, we just took advantage of that. And, and the music is it's what it is. It's, you know, it's, it's not super, super thought out. And there's no, you know, analytical process of, 
of doing it. It's more, it's, this is what, what it is. It's right. very natural and, uh, you know, something uh, just off the cuff, so to say. Whereas, you know, Queensryche is very thought out and uh, very, you know, produced. So, wow. so that it was, it's just quite a different experience. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just fun to just stretch out and, and uh, try different avenues of creativity. Right, right, right. Is there any plans of, you know, taking this on the road at all? Well, you know, that's um, a situation that re- requires, you know, the, the other guys in Soul Bender to disrupt their lives. And, right. uh, you know, they're fairly situated in, in their, their daily uh, situations. So, you know, it would have to be an offer we couldn't refuse. You know, the circumstances would have to be just right to go out and, and do some uh, select shows. So, I mean, the, the possibility is always there. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we primarily did this to, to, to write some music and to get it out to people that uh, love to hear Soul Bender. Um, you mentioned, you know, when you released the first the first album, you did that, uh, you know, independently through the internet and whatnot. And, and you've been in this business for you know thirty some years or whatnot. Do you think it's easier for bands to do that nowadays with the internet age than it was like when you guys were first starting out, say in Queensrÿche with like you know the first Queensrÿche EP and whatnot? Well, it's kind of you know how how well educated you are in the, the music industry because it, as you said, it is ever changing. And it is, you know, you, you have to really spend a lot of, uh, of hours, you know, figuring out how, how, you gonna, how are you going to, you know, connect with everything. So, um, I mean, back then in 2004, it was, it was just a, 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 you know, a nightmare, I mm-hmm. guess. You know, I, I wanted to get it on a record label, but nobody would even touch it. So um, now it's, it's different. There's, there's probably more independent releases now, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you know, it's you gotta you gotta build your network. You gotta get get some good resources and and uh, you know find people that believe in you and support you and, and that will uh, you know help you get your project or band going because uh, you know it's few and far between that, that get picked up by immediately by the big record labels that have these huge recording budgets. Right. Cool. So, you know, and then, you know, even nowadays, it seems like with crowdfunding and whatnot, it might, you know, be easier. I don't, I don't know if I want to say easier, but different avenues for bands up and coming to, to find uh, different revenue streams then, I guess. Yeah, it's, you know, you, you have to be creative in, in where where you're going to get your, uh, uh, you know, your support. And, right. uh, you know, it's you know, it's tough these days, you know, in this economy, right. Right? not everybody has a rich uncle, you know, <laughs> so it's, it's um, you know, you got to really, uh, uh, you know, if you're going to take this the whole way, you know, you got to really be prepared. Right, right. Um, I wanted to ask you about, I know, uh, you know, on the East Coast, it's going to be a little harder to get, but uh, you, uh, you have a beer out called uh, Whip Ale. Um, can you talk a little bit about your beer and, and you know, how this came to be? Because, you know, I, I used to brew beer, you know, a while ago and whatnot, and always kind of interested in all that. And um, yeah. so kind of uh, curious about, you know, how this beer came to be and, and, and whatnot. Sure. I mean, this, uh, this like, uh, Soul Bender was uh, 
born in 2004. Mm-hmm. It was it was you know brought to me as kind of like a promotional thing. So um, you know I had to get uh, a recipe, and I, I'm no connoisseur at all. You mm-hmm. know, I'm not like a a great beer maker or anything, but I know what I like, and you know I like a pale ale, and I I patterned it you know, off of the pale ales that I like to drink. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it, first it was just going to be, uh, just a promotional item, but then it kind of took off and, um, you know, actually made some big sales, which kind of surprised me. And, uh, you know, I was kind of thrust into the craft beer community here in the Northwest. And, right. Um, you know, People are going, oh, what's what's this? You know, Whipail, you know, and all of a sudden I'm in in different publications and people are giving it, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down, the whole thing. I was like, wow, you know, yeah, the whole. But um, yeah, it was, you know, so so basically, I've I've gone through. Uh, this is a, the third brewery that I'm on, mm-hmm. and it's each with each brewery, I've you know kind of changed the recipe a little bit. Uh, with all the hops and, and grains, there's all it's, uh, there's all these different uh, uh, palettes uh, right. to to really just investigate, um, you know, in the taste arena. So yeah, and yeah. then you know now it's now it's just uh, you know I've got a, a a really great brewery. We're we're brewing you know not too much and not but it, you know every time it goes out it's pretty much sold. So. Right. Um, you know, but I'm not looking at becoming, you know, Anheuser-Busch <laughs> or anything. I'm just, just, you know, having fun with it. It's it's a it's a good tasting beer, and you know, slowly growing. And uh, um, you know, there there and there are plans to eventually get it on the, the East Coast. So, um, you know, it's just it's just taking uh, taking some time and just building, you know, through attrition. Right. We'll, we'll, we'll get there someday. <laughs> well, I'm sure it'll be worth the wait. I'm actually looking forward to trying it. You know, there's a whole, the whole craft beer thing is so huge right now, and, and which is good because there's so many different types of beers out there that people don't even realize, you know, what is beer and, and the different tastes of beer that, you know, you can get with just the right mixture of grains and hops and whatnot. When you were developing the, the recipe, did you kind of know what kind of hops and stuff that you wanted to use? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, in uh, in Washington State, uh, where where we make with ale, right. um, in the Yakima Valley, which is on the eastern side of uh, our mountains here, is where a lot of the hops are grown. We have uh, the ideal growing conditions for hops, right. much like uh, like the the giant hops you see in the, in West Germany. Um, so uh, that's kind of uh, you know where where the whole nation of uh, craft brew brews uh, you know get their hops. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean I, I'm I'm pretty much you know clicked into to all the different ones and, and, and the new strains that they're they're making. Um, and uh, so, but but it's it's really uh, really interesting and really fun, you know, to to sit there and the combinations of everything to to make the Oh yeah, the, yeah. the right beer. You know, sometimes it it takes a few times to get it right. Oh, I, I know how uh, that is. <laughs> yeah, and believe me, you know, we had we had a few batches that we had to go. Well, not quite right. All right, <laughs> so that's kind of a bummer. We have that loss leader, but 
it's um it's it's definitely uh you know an eye opening uh way to if you want to get into the craft beer business it's, right. it's a good place to be in Seattle because you know like I said the the hops and the grains most of them are are made right on the the eastern side of our state. Right. Cool. Yeah, I look, uh, look forward to t- trying that when it gets out to uh, to this area. Um, I wanted to mention real quick, you know, before I let you go, uh, you know, Queensryche, 30 years almost exactly since uh, the warning was released. Um, did you ever uh, think that, you know, Queensryche would still be doing what they're doing after 30 years? Well, you know, we're just, we're just thankful and we love what we do and what we do is we love to write music and to perform music. And, uh, you know, as long as there's an audience for us, we'll, we'll continue to, to write and, and perform. And, uh, you know, so far, it's, uh, there's, there's definitely a demand for Queensryche. And um, so, the, you know, we've got better days ahead of us, and the future looks really good. Cool, cool. You know, are you planning on the new album soon? Um, yeah, Queensryche is, is uh, in the writing process right now. Um, we are in this month of September, and we are uh, putting together lots of, lots of songs. You know, there's, there's no uh, real underlying stress that's right. with us right now. So we're really just having fun and, and putting together some kick-ass songs. And uh, we're hoping... Uh, get into the studio maybe in October, November, and then have this thing out uh, sometime next year. Um, probably the first quarter, you know, April, May, you know, we'll still see. But so another 2000, a 2015 release along with a, a world tour that we'll, uh, um, we'll do to promote the record. And, uh, yeah, we'll start the whole cycle again. <laughs> Looking forward to it is, uh, I want to thank you for uh, joining us today. I, Real pleasure talking to you. I, uh, Queensryche was actually the very first band I got to see live, uh, so I've been a fan ever since. Uh, saw you guys when uh, you opened for Metallica back in '89. Went out the next day and bought Operation Mindcrime. Been a fan ever since. So it's a real treat talking to you today. Um, you know, thanks for joining us. Good luck with the Soulbender album. Uh, you know, from what I've heard so far, it's a great album. I can't wait to hear the rest of it and, and uh, see what's you know whatever's coming out in the future. Yeah, that's great, and I, you know, I want to thank you know all your listeners and everything, and just uh, you know, a, a subtle plug: uh, Queensrÿche is playing uh, on Halloween, October thirty first, at the Mohegan, um, in in your state. I'm not sure exactly where that is, but uh, you know, if you're if you're around there and you can drive there, come check out the Reich. Cool, definitely will. All right, thanks a lot, Michael. Thank you very much. Cheers. Bye. Bye. All right, giant thanks to Michael Wilton. Look forward to checking out that Soulbender record, which is available now, Rat Pack America Records, or you can get it on, as I referred to it earlier, Amatunes, uh, Amazon or iTunes. We're going to turn our attention now to a, a guest who was on the show uh, back with his time with George Lynch and the Lynch Mob, Scott Coogan. Scott uh, has had a pretty cool career, played with the Brides of Destruction with Nikki Six, uh, went on to play with Ace Fraley, uh, has played with Lita Ford, uh, has now got a great new band, uh, Power Trio. Um, you know, kind of reminds me reminiscent of a, reminiscent of a modern day Cream. Vinnie Moore, Kelly Keeling, and Scott Coogan are Red Zone Rider. Uh, as I said to Scott, anything involving Vinnie Moore, I'm going to want to listen to. Vinnie Moore, uh, for those not familiar, 
uh, a solo guitarist uh, made some mind-blowing albums uh, in the uh, shred 80s day uh, went on to play with Alice Cooper and has been doing time with UFO for many many years now uh, Kelly Keeling uh, probably best remembered for uh, his time Baton Rouge uh, Macaulay Schechner group and the TSO of all things you know we love our TSO here on the Iron City Rock so got a really cool combination of styles uh doing uh not not necessarily a metal album but more of a modern rock album i would say so let's give you a taste of red zone rider then we're gonna get an interview with scott Welcome back to the show from Red Zone Rider. We have Scott Coogan on the line. How are you doing, Scott? I'm doing very well. How are you? Doing good, good. We uh, last touched base, uh, you were playing drums with the Lynch Mob, uh, and you've obviously gone on to do some other things. Uh, you've got a great new band out now. I've had a chance to listen to the record on Magna Carta with Kelly and uh, Vinnie Moore on guitar, so obviously that caught my attention being a guitar uh, nut. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about how that project came together? Um. Yeah, the, the, I was just I was asked to um, to to do this. Um, but I, I know Kelly from Los Angeles, and um, Kelly always wanted to work um, with Vinny, with Vinny Moore, and we got together and we just um, you know got in the studio and put the record together, and I'm very proud of it. It's it's a very very good record. Yeah. No. Um, did you were you involved in the writing process, or how did you all come yeah. to write? Or did you write right yeah. in the studio? Yes, actually, we all collaborated in the studio. Um, Vinny actually had quite a few ideas to get us kind of started, and then we all collaborated. You know, um, Kelly's a very wonderful singer and lyricist, um, and, um, you know, wrote all the, the vocal melodies and stuff like that. But the three of us wrote the music. You know, we all collaborated together. Yeah, that was one thing I think that kind of took me by surprise when you listened to the record. Uh, is Kelly's voice? You know, you, you obviously he's a name you've seen around for a long time, but he's got such a soulful voice. It, it reminded me a little bit of like Black Country Communion, almost right. with Glenn Hughes' voice. You know, I was actually going to say Glenn Hughes. Yeah, he's got that that growl to his voice and very soulful. Um, yeah, he's a great singer. Yeah, um, I mean, great great musician as well. He plays bass as well, like Glenn Hughes. Yeah, that, that's. I think the thing that kind of came out. I mean, I knew what to expect from you. You're obviously a a fantastic drummer and you're Thank very you. very accomplished singer in your own right and Vinnie Moore I mean yeah. Vinnie Moore hell you don't need to say anything there <laughs> yeah. but uh, you know Kelly was like the pleasant surprise in the, in the band well, which was kind well, of a, and I you know I'd never played with any of these guys before you know I knew Kelly from LA and mm-hmm. um, of course I know who Vinnie is and um, I was very excited to to work with him and um, it's just the three of us work so well together and get along so well mm-hmm. 
Um, Vinny, yeah, he's he's uh, quite a guitar player, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, you know, and the, he's the, excellent. The thing that was kind of neat was in the record, you know, you you know, reading the the little tagline on the uh, uh, record company's, you know, uh, was that it was kind of album oriented rock. So I'm thinking, okay, this isn't the necessarily the term I think of when I think of any of the three of you. And when you listen to it, it doesn't sound like a shred album, but there's still elements of Vinny's playing in there. Exactly. You know, maybe that's from his, you know, his time with UFO is maybe, uh, you know, learned to blend his style more. But it was such a uni- unique blend of kind of classic rock and still just a little element of what you know of anymore for. So he threw really, it in there. Yeah, but taste, tastefully, you know. It's, right, exactly. That's a, mm-hmm. that's a way to, to, to word <laughs> yeah. it. So good stuff. Now, you also, um, you're still doing the Blue Man Group? Yes, yeah, I'm the newest drummer in the Blue Man Group. I've been doing that for a year and a half now. Um, living in Las Vegas, I moved out here from Los Angeles about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And um, they had um, an audition. Some A couple of guys were going for a production in Australia, so they had an audition for um, for a drummer. And... Um, you know, they hadn't had an audition in about four or five years prior to that. Um, and um, so I auditioned with about 20 other drummers, and I got the gig. So <laughs> it's actually a wonderful thing. It's so cool. It's 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 a lot different than learning a four-and-a-half-minute rock song that I'm used to doing the last 30 years of my life. You know, they're like nine-minute pieces of music that move in and out of all different kinds of things, and it's just uh such a great experience. It's completely different than anything else I've ever done in my life. Now, as a drummer, did you? I mean, when I think of you know the Blue Man Group, obviously, I, I almost equate it more towards you know kind of like a tripped out marching band sort of style of drumming. <laughs> That's uh, pretty close. Yeah. Did you? Was it? Were you a, a you know kind of a band drummer prior to a rock drummer? Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was playing. I was playing marching band in school, but, you know, and also as soon as I'd get off the bus, I'd run up to my room, put my headphones on and play to Led Zeppelin four, you know. But, um, but yes, I did play in marching band. I played jazz a lot um, in school. You know, the day after I graduated high school, I um, toured uh, with a big band with a jazz group in, in Germany okay. for two months. So I played jazz and marching band and all that kind of stuff. You know, I studied music, and then, um, and then when I was 19, I went up to – to PIT to Musicians Institute in, in uh, Hollywood. Okay, so you... but um, but yeah, I did study music. But, and yeah, it's kind of like a tripped out marching band. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> it's, it's one of those things. That, unless you've seen the Blue Man Group, uh, it's it's not an easy thing to explain. It's kind of hard to explain. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it, <laughs> you know, stomp. You could say, okay, you know, it's this guy's banging on trash cans and things. Right. Blue Man Group is a whole different, yeah, different world, and, and I'm sure doing it in Las Vegas has got to be fun. Yeah. Um. And you also, if I'm not mistaken, or just announced you're going to be going back out on the road with Ace in the, I'm assuming in the fall he's going to be hitting the road with a new record? Yes. Yeah, he's got a, um, Space Invaders came out last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, Ace has asked me to, uh, to come back and, um, and do uh, some touring with him for his new record, which I'm very proud of. I'm very, yeah. very excited to, to play with, uh, Spaceman again. Yeah, maybe you think, I mean, there's got to be, I don't know, half a million drummers out there that would take that call and jump on that tour bus <laughs> in a heartbeat. So to be, yeah, you know, to be on that the, list. Yeah, I got the CD yesterday. He sent me the CD, and um, so I'm going to start listening to that and uh, getting ready for that. He's got um, Chris Wise from The Cult on bass. Okay. And um, so um, I'm very excited. I haven't played... I haven't done a show with Ace in over two years. Yeah, so. it's been a while. Uh, uh, you 
Can I get to bust out Love Gun again, Jerry? Oh, Park? yeah. I'll be singing Love Gun and playing it. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> the highlight of the show there for us. Oh, thank you. <laughs> awesome. Um, so will this leave you any time to do any kind of touring with the Red Zone Rider, or is that still oh, kind yeah. of up in the – do you oh, have yeah. anything yeah, firm booked yet? Well, we're talking about um, the beginning of next year, starting okay. to um, maybe do some shows and um, and get out there. But, yes, um, I'll have time to, to do that as well. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to to doing the uh, the live version of it since we've just done the record, you know. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how we come together to put the live show together so yeah it's always interesting when you see you know a band that that uh you know kind of was born in the studio gets to take it on the road it's always exciting to listen to the second record so i'll expect big things from the second red zone rattery right um, excellent well scott i want to thank you so much for coming uh, back on the show man it's been a pleasure talking with you thank you john it's nice to talk to you again too all right a big thanks to scott coogan and also of course michael wilton for coming on the show um, for those of you who might have missed the announcement, Scott Coogan will be coming to Pittsburgh, well, the Pittsburgh area, with Ace Fraley on November 15th. That is at the Palace Theater in Greensburg, which is a beautiful 1,300-seat uh, kind of uh, really cool intimate theater with a multiple balconies. A fantastic place to see a show. I uh, can't say enough good things about the Palace Theater and uh, a chance to see Ace uh, is something we can't miss. So it's going to be great to see them come into town. So in the meantime, you can go over to Magna Carta Records, check out Red Zone Rider. You can get that on Amazon and iTunes, and uh, or Amatunes, again. And uh, until next time, if you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us at ironcityrocks at gmail.com. You can also check us out at ironcityrocks.com where there's links to a Facebook and MySpace. I'm sorry, Facebook and Twitter. God, I almost said MySpace. Been a few decades there. Also want to remind you, Iron City Rocks welcome Doro Pesh as she comes back into Pittsburgh. Also welcoming King Diamond. Uh, so two shows that you do not want to miss. going to be a hell of a week for metal there right in the middle of the month. So if you go to ironcityrocks.com, you can get the dates on all the shows and ticket information as well. So until next time, thank you so much. <laughs>